Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Tuesday morning to you, Mike McNamara for a Tuesday edition of All Marine Radio. And you know, I hadn't even really intended to do this thing that I'm doing live right now. I recorded an interview with Grant Newsham that you'll hear in a little bit. Um, but I was sitting here starting my day and I uh, thought, you know, there's things I need to talk about. <laughs> So, um, so we're going to talk about them. Um, September 11th, in three days in a wake-up, what's that going to be like? As a defeated nation? 20 years after that? Watching the Taliban celebrate in Afghanistan. You know, to everybody out there, do yourself a favor. Go to the mountains for about a week till that stuff clears every news cycle that can be so you don't watch it. If you thought last week was, the last couple of weeks were really shitty. Yeah, one can only imagine, right? 20 years later, a more polished version of the Taliban are now in complete control of Afghanistan with hundreds of billions of dollars, or what, yeah, of American weaponry, and what they can do in terms of selling it, in terms of using it, um, exporting it, right? If you were an Islamic fundamentalist, what would the lesson be? The lesson would be Osama bin Laden was right. Kill them. They do not have the stomach for this. They will come and they will die. He was right. 
So, I mean, I, um, you know, what's September 11th going to be like this year? And uh, so that's in my head. The other thing that uh, is echoing in my head is this whole discussion of your service mattered. Why does it sound really hollow to me when I hear um, more bullshit from the military politicians who've been wrong at every turn in Afghanistan? And we wouldn't even we wouldn't talk about Iraq. That's a completely different failure. Okay, they've been wrong at every turn. And then the cherry on top of all of that is they didn't have the moral courage or the conviction to stand on principle and resign at any part of this colossal failure of the American military. And then when and they look at you and say your service mattered. Are you just telling me another lie? So your suicide statistics, which are shit, by the way, so they won't continue to go up? Is that why you're telling me this? More fucking lies? So please stop. Explain to me when you fail as a military, when you fail as a nation to achieve your strategic aims, explain how that service matters. Oh, the, 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 the benefits I received to myself personally? That I fought for the guy on my left and my right? That bullshit? Don't lecture me about that shit. Whatever personal benefit I received, right, is none of your fucking business. Your job was to employ that service and sacrifice to achieve the strategic aims of the nation. So, the killed in action, all the amputees, the wounded in action, the traumatic brain injuries, all the suicide, all the future suicide, that's all worth it to fail. I have to tell you, I mean, honestly, it would, again, it would be refreshing if somebody looked at the camera and said something honest. But um, I guess that's, uh, in, in the backdrop of all this, asking the people that have taken the nation here, to be honest, is that too much? Yeah, probably. Um, the next thing that, that has my stomach churning is the upcoming trial of the mastermind of September 11th, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. One can only imagine what that's going to get turned into, right? Will it be turned into a referendum on American torture techniques? Or will it be a referendum on over 3,000 innocent people who simply went to work that day? 
What will it be? I don't have any confidence it will be anything other than a referendum on American torture techniques. And we will hand yet another gift to the enemies of our country because we all know what a piece of shit nation the United States is, right? This is just the affirmation of it. And so I watch these things because I don't listen to it. You know, the TV's on, but it's muted. And um, September 11th, 20 years later, as a defeated nation. I, I mean, honestly, it's 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 almost I it's it's mind numbing. My, you know, in in terms of disbelief, the whole your service mattered discussion, and then this upcoming trial. Yeah, if, if you're not into if you're not into wellness practices, you you got about four days to get into them, right? Learn how to clear your head, a little bit of meditation, right? Get your ass moving, physical fitness. You got to learn how to talk about your shit. Maybe even write a little bit. That's all should become part of your daily infrastructure. And you got four days to get that shit moving. Because the discussions ahead are are not going to be pleasant. Not going to be pleasant. And again, I mean, do, do do you have any confidence that the American Congress is going to do anything but turn this into a political, you know, partisan political bunch of bullshit? I don't. It's what they do with every with every substantive issue that is before the nation. I mean, we can't have a grown up conversation because. politics, you know, hijacks every, every discussion. And maybe that's the way it's always been. And I'm being naive. So, um, but it is my show. So I can be whatever the hell that I want to be. So on this, on these depressing notes this morning, um, good morning to you on this Tuesday, the seventh day of September. Um, the United States Marine Corps band makes this morning official. We'll do news headlines pretty quickly. And then Gret Newsham's going to join me. Um, uh, Chris, Wo- Chris Wo- Woodbridge, Colonel type, United States Marine Corps will join me tomorrow. And then the Mensa brothers will join me again on Thursday. So, um, so good morning to you, uh, on, um, a new week of all Marine radio. Thanks for listening. United States Marine Corps band makes this morning official. Good morning.
know, the scariest thing, as I sit here and listen to the national anthem, the scariest thing to me out of all of this is that if you are somebody who believes in violence, if you are an Islamic fundamentalist specifically, you are encouraged, right, by what you've seen. You are emboldened because the prophetic words, right, of Islamic fundamentalists have come true. The Americans quit. Just like they quit in Vietnam. Just like they quit in Beirut. Just like they quit in Somalia. Just smash them in the face enough and they will go home. So the world's, I would say, is going to be a much more dangerous place in the future. And that is extremely sobering, right? Extremely sobering. So um, on that note, this is dedicated to everybody's questioning whether they're, whether the sacrifice mattered, right? And the only thing I would say is that it mattered to us. It mattered to us. Did it matter in the world? Well, I I think the answer is no. Because when you fail, the stark reality of failure is that it had no impact. It did not have the desired impact. You failed. Therefore, that sacrifice for not. But it mattered to us. betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well i'm very confident that thank you very much if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech
but I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. See, young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day, and Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult, challenging conditions and odds and win. You got to win. How ironic, right? We got to win to hear that now in the aftermath of what we just watched, what we'll watch on September 11th and going forward. The irony of it, right? So we haven't done this in a long time. I'm going to check the weather. Ah. Currently partly sunny, 77 in Quantico, down the coast of Camp Lejeune. It is partly sunny and 83. 29 Palms, sun in 85, Camp Pendleton, hazy sunshine in 70, Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy 71, in Okinawa it is dark cloudy in 81, in the Philippines it is cloudy, raining, dark and 79, and in Darwin, clear, dark and 74. Currently at the home of Almond Radio in the Costa Mesa, Newport Beach area, it is mostly cloudy and 70 degrees. Looking for a high today of 80 degrees under mostly sunny skies. And for the next few days, 81 tomorrow, 84 on Thursday, 87 on Friday, and 88 on Saturday. Not the trend I was looking for. Honestly, I was looking us to trend more towards 75. Um, that is a look at your weather. The um, Some news headlines. And then you'll hear Grant Newsham here in a little bit. Um, top headline in Stars and Stripes. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken says U.S. is working with the Taliban on flights. And uh, over the weekend, you saw story after story that the Taliban were prohibiting flights from leaving Mazar al-Sharif um, and that there were Americans on those flights. So now we're going to play reindeer games. We'll do politics with this stuff as, as should be expected. From the Wall Street Journal, Taliban unveil new government. They also disperse. Taliban have an interesting riot control um, technique. They shoot rifles at riot at at at, uh, at protests, not even riots. They just shoot, right? <laughs> they shoot they shoot machine guns, and everybody runs away. So simple but effective. Um, a sad story that we haven't spoken about yet, but uh, the Navy identified the five sailors presumed dead uh, after a helicopter crash. Um, and again, these are, um, these are helicopters that, you know, as, uh, as aircraft carriers conduct flight operations, they're the first aircraft that launches and they essentially hover in the area. Um, and, uh, and if a plane, 
an aircraft crashes on takeoff or crashes upon landing, um, these are the people that rescue those aviators. And so you see them all the time. They go up, they come down, and uh, they were declared missing. Um, and I, I, again, five sailors missing after a helicopter went into the sea after crashing on the deck of an aircraft carrier on Monday are now presumed dead. The MH-60S, as in Sierra, was on the deck of the USS Abraham Lincoln when an unspecified mishap caused the helicopter to fall into the Pacific about 60 miles off the coast of San Diego. So, um, all that's all that's on video, as the flight deck is. And uh, I am not sure what could cause that. Um but um, a Navy Lieutenant Bradley Foster, Navy Lieutenant Paul Fridley, Air Crew Air Crewman Second Class James Buriak. Hospital Corpsman 2nd Class, Sarah Burns. Hospital Corpsman 3rd Class, Bailey Tucker. One sailor aboard the helicopter was, was recovered from the sea. Five others were injured on the Lincoln. So again, I, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I, I lived on an aircraft carrier uh, for two years of my life, I watched, we had a different helicopter, but they essentially performed the same mission. Uh, it's the aviation plane guard. Um, you'll have a destroyer off the back end of the uh, of the ship, uh, just in case something goes in the water. And that's what, so you have the helicopter in the air, you have the, a, a destroyer um, driving behind you. And so that helps, right, in case somebody does go in the water. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm at a loss to, to explain that. The um, So that in the news. I'm trying looking for anything else. This story just doesn't seem to go away, and that is the Fat Leonard scandal that has rocked the Navy for a decade. A Marine colonel changes plea admits to taking $67,000 in bribes in the Fat Leonard case. A Marine Corps officer once assigned to U.S. 7th Fleet headquarters has admitted he accepted $67,000 in bribes and helped recruit others into a cabal of Navy officials who helped steer and inflate contracts to Singapore-based defense firm. Colonel Rick De Guzman, 63, of Las Vegas, Nevada, appeared in federal court. It's amazing. Yeah, the Fat Leonard thing just <laughs> is the nightmare that, that does not go away. So that in, that in the news. Uh, Marine Corps Times, uh, the biggest story um, 
relative to Marine Corps operations is this headline. Safety issue stops waterborne ops for the Marine Amphibious Combat Vehicle. Now, that is the ACV, the new one. Right? So the Marine Corps has halted waterborne operations for that. Right? Due to an issue identified with its towing mechanism. And the Marine Corps says it's doing this out of abundance of caution. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what to, uh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about that. Um, the bodies of Marines that were killed at the Kabul International Airport are, uh, now being returned to their families and those funerals will take place in the coming week. And then uh, a terrible story. A Marine veteran killed four people in Florida, including an infant. So <clears throat> that Marine Corps news. Um, I've, I've, it's been my habit um, to uh, do some Afghan news over the course of the last couple of weeks. So f- top headlines from Afghanistan from tolonews.com. Um Calls for freedom at anti-Pakistan rally in Kabul. Interesting, right? Interesting. And these are the other stories. Um... And this is all Tolo News, right? Afghanistan news organizations. The CIA destroyed equipment worth hundreds of millions of dollars in Kabul. A well-known journal, Afghan journalist by the name of Fahim Dashti was killed in the Panjshir province uh, during that fighting. He's a, uh, he was acting as a spokesman for um, the Masood faction, right? Other headlines, Masood and the Taliban agree not to fight until next round of talks. And again, that's um, what you what you read in the last 24 hours, 48 hours is is that Masood up in Pan, up in the Panjshir Valley is uh, said that they've captured hundreds of Taliban fighters. The Taliban have said we have completely pacified. Right the province, the districts, and the war is over. But for thousands of years, those places are not rulable. And so the Taliban will now attempt to create one Afghanistan when everybody else has failed. So it will be interesting to see what they, uh, what they are able to do And so a couple other headlines. Taliban says the war is over. Masood calls for resistance. Um, Taliban claim all districts in the Panjshir province have been pacified. And then oddly enough, Pakistan's ISI, their intelligence service chief, was in Kabul for bilateral talks. 
So that's total news. In uh, for from Al Jazeera. Breaking news: The Taliban have announced their new government. That is in the news. This is going to come as a great shock. Taliban spokesman says the new caretaker government will be led by Mohammed Hassan Akud. Abdul Ghani Bardar will be the deputy leader. And Sirajuddin Haqqani, yep, has been named the interior minister. So all the major posts belong to Taliban. Uh, Al Jazeera's Charles Stratford reporting from Kabul says many of the names announced were old faces. Quote, it's also important to say that a lot of these names, the vast majority of them, are actually Pashtun and are not taking into consideration, arguably critics would say, the vast great ethnic diversity of the country. And it was interesting to hear the spokesman's comments about the Panjir Valley, which we know is predominantly Tajik ethnic minority. He said the Taliban had no problem with the Tajik people whatsoever and their voices would be included in any future administration. So anyway, um, and so it goes uh, in Afghanistan. Afghanistan, But the... uh, Headlines from Al Jazeera. Another headline, Afghan healthcare system faces a potential collapse. And those are the major Afghan uh, stories in uh, Al Jazeera. The um, top five stories in Early Bird and then... uh, and then you'll hear Grant Newsham. Grant and I had a conversation about all of this, um, kind of his take on uh, what he's seen in Afghanistan. Uh, we talked about China's uh, role there and uh, and how China would proceed. And it's interesting, uh, one of the things you're going to hear about is, is, you know, if China is perceived as being an oppress- the next oppressor in Afghanistan, does that then ignite a holy war inside of China? And does China want that? Is that a consideration for them? Um, so anyway, Grant Newsom coming up here in a minute. Um, top five stories in the early bird are this. Number one, Navy identifies five sailors who died in a helicopter crash. We've discussed that. State Department vows to improve visa process for Afghans rescue those left behind. You know, I would prefer that they just stop saying that, right? I've uh, had about enough of the empty promises of the people that occupy those positions. Just shut up already. Do your job. Number three, military justice reforms are coming, but Congress is conflicted on what they should be. As well, Congress should be. Right, a soldier and a marine 
have filed lawsuits challenging the mandatory COVID vaccinations for those who've had the virus. Two staff sergeants, one Army, one Marine, have filed a lawsuit against three federal agencies challenging plans to conduct mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations of military troops. But their complaint could reach members of all military branches who have had COVID, recovered, and don't want to take the vaccine. That's because the military's own regulations seem to say they don't have to. Army Staff Sergeant Dan Roberts, Drill Sergeant Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and Marine Staff Sergeant Holly Mulvihill, an air traffic controller at Marine Corps Air Station, New River, North Carolina, filed their lawsuit August 17th as Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin announced he would seek approval to mandate the COVID-19 vaccine for all troops starting September 15th. The lawsuit is lodged against the Department of Defense, the Department of Health and Human Services, and the Food and Drug Administration. On August 30th, the two plaintiffs asked U.S. District Court Judge Raymond Moore of the Colorado District to grant a temporary restraining order halting the vaccinations as legal questions are resolved. On September 1st, Moore denied the request for the restraining order, writing that the Platon's attorneys had not shown a legal basis for the harm they seek to prevent. He noted that the vaccine had been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and millions of Americans have received the vaccine with no harmful side effects. So, that in the news. And uh, the fifth story, Panjshir Valley, last resistance holdout in Afghanistan falls to the Taliban. Now, I don't know how they, how the, this is, that source in the Washington Post, that headline, falls to the Taliban. Let me just tell you this, right? Unless the Taliban is going to go there in great numbers and occupy the Panjshir Valley, and they don't have, we, we've talked about the Taliban's problem in terms of imposing their will, right? You, you just heard that just about everybody in this administration, they're all Pashtuns, right? They're all names that have been heard before. So the Tajiks, they're good with this. The Uzbeks, they're good with this, right? <laughs> and the answer is no, they've never been good with this. And unless you have the ass, the amount of people to go into those valleys and those mountainous re- and mountainous regions, regions and sit on them for decades, you won't change anything. They will wait till you subside, right? And then they will reassert themselves, like they have done throughout history. And that is the uh, that is the lesson of Afghanistan. So the Taliban quandary: Do we include these people in our government? and truly make it inclusive in an attempt to unify Afghanistan? And even then, if you're really going to do it, and you're really serious about it, the federal government is not a strong entity. It does certain things, and the rest of the governance is left to the provinces. That's how Afghanistan has existed. So and the Taliban doesn't have the military to impose its will militarily on the entire nation. 
It can certainly play whack-a-mole. But we've seen how well that plays. Okay. So, um, anyway, I, I, I just find it, um, the headline, I, I again, I, I, I question it. Um, a few overseas operations headlines. Uh, U.S. bases prepared to process up to 50,000 Afghan evacuees. Um, there's another story in the Washington Post about uh, negotiating table conduct. I, I, I will tell you, I have, I have, over the weekend, I did a lot of reading, you know. And um, trying to go back 20 years to see how did we get on the road and stay on a road that leads the nation to strategic defeat. What were the political decisions? What were the what were the military decisions that got made that led us to the last two weeks? So, and what I'll do is, uh, is here's what I want to do, and the last thing I'll say before Grant, um, is what I want to do is kind of create a, a page uh, that would have Afghan news on it. Things that I think that uh, news about Afghanistan, commentary about Afghanistan. And I think that um, in addition to that, I would like to um, create another page for essays about Afghanistan. And here's my thought. I want it to be, um, I want it to be substantive. And so my thought is that all the writers would appear anonymously. Yep. That way, if you're on active duty, you could write. And, but nobody would do so for any kind of personal gain or whatnot. It would simply be because I'd like to share a perspective with you. And it would be, um, you know, since I would control it, it would be, um, you know, it would be quality stuff by people that write, like to write. And, um, and feel strongly about certain perspectives. So I have to kind of beat that up a little bit. But I want to hear from people that have something to say about Afghanistan and are, that are articulate voices. And but, I, but my instinct is that it should be done anonymously. Oh, Mac, if they don't have the courage, yeah, not everybody does. Pe- some people have things to lose. They have opinions, but... You know, they want to express it like that. So maybe it should be. Maybe it should be. All right. Um, with all that said, um, Grant Newsham here on a Tuesday that feels an awful lot like a Monday. So without further ado.